Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 82. Today, we're going to look at Ezekiel chapter 38. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws and lead you with all your army, horses and horsemen and all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all its troops of the house of Togarma. From the far north and all its troops, many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. After many days you will be visited, and in the latter years you will come into the land of those who have been brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. Now, let me just tell you where we are. Ezekiel 37 is the prophecy of God bringing the nation of Israel that is now in the land of Israel back to their homeland. And now people are coming from the four corners of the earth. The winds of God are blowing them home, and they are taking root in the land never to be brought out again until Messiah comes and he will set up his reign from Jerusalem. But the Bible says that there will come a time when there will be a confederation of nations when Israel is living in peace. Some kind of peace treaty is going to be signed with all of the surrounding nations. And then that will be the opportunity for this confederation of nations when Israel has its guard down, so to speak, and these nations will come in. Now, it's interesting that as we look at the Middle East picture today, ever since Israel has been in the land, the Arab nations have uh, risen against them. There was a two-state solution to begin with that was offered through the Sykes-Picot Agreement, and the day that uh, that was offered, it was rejected. And every offer that has been made down through the last 80 years almost has been rejected by the Arab nations. And so the Palestinian people came about in the uh, 60s. They have never been a nation. Uh, The people who were there before 1967 that was controlling Jerusalem were not Palestinians. As a matter of fact, they were primarily Jordanians, the people who were down the Gaza Strip. They were primarily Egyptians. There was no such thing as a Palestinian people. And they were Jordanians. And many of the people who are called Palestinians today, who are the older people that were there and have been there, for instance, in Bethlehem and other places, that was considered the West Bank at that time. 
time, the West Bank of the Jordan, they still to this day have Jordanian passports. And so Israel is back in the land, but there's coming a time when Israel is going to be letting their guard down. They're going to make a peace treaty with the people around them. That is beginning to happen. It's already happened with Egypt. It's happened with Jordan, what was called Transjordan at the end of World War I when the Middle East was uh, divided up. It became Transjordan, the Hashemite kingdom. And then the uh, Saudis are now looking favorably at Israel. The Gulf states, uh, the United Arab Emirates, has just signed a historic peace treaty with the nation of Israel. And next is going to be probably Oman. And they're going to continue to sign peace agreements. And before this time, the Palestinians always had the veto on that because the Palestinians were always the issue. That's not the case anymore. And they are raging angry because of that. But the fact is, all of this will lead to a time when Israel will be at peace. It may not be immediately, but it's coming. Peace agreements are coming, and Israel is going to be in peace. As you go on to read, it says, you will ascend, this is verse 9, like a storm covering the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. Thus says the Lord God, on that day it shall come to pass that these thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. Now here is the evil plan that this confederation that I'm going to talk to you about in just a moment, this is what they're going to say. See, God knows the heart. God knows your heart. He knows my heart. He knows our plans. He knows everything that we're doing and what we're going to do. Yes, God knows that. He's sovereign. He's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He knows everything. And he knows how these people will think. And here is going to be their motivation. When this happens, people will say, well, I just don't know why they did that. You'll have these talking heads on all of the networks and cable stations. I just don't know what happened. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. In verse 10, thus says the Lord God, on that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise rise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. And here it is. You will say, I will go up against the land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people, talking about Israel, who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, having neither bars nor gates. Now, why would they do this? To take plunder, because Israel is becoming a tremendously rich and wealthy nation. Now they've discovered gas, natural gas. They're now going to start fracking. On and on and on we could go. They are a technological wonder. They are the uh, startup nation. Entrepreneurs are there on every corner. And it says the reason, verse 12, that this alliance is going to come in is to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against a people gathered from the nations. That's talking about Israel. And the land of Israel before 1948 was just a wasteland. The Ottoman Turks weren't interested in that. By the way, neither were the Arab nations. They were not interested in what was going on in Israel. It was just a place that they could hold to keep the Jews from going there. They didn't want to live there until the Jews wanted it. Puts me in the mind of children playing, and a child will have all kinds of toys, and they don't even want to play with them till another child wants them, and then all of a sudden they've got to play with that very thing that they hadn't played with in years. Well, that's the way it was with the Arabs and the Ottoman Turks. They didn't care anything about Israel. It was just a pass-through to them until the Jews began to come back in and buy up land, and when that began to happen and the Jewish fund began 
began to buy property, then all of a sudden they began to get interested in it. But the Bible says that they are going to come against the waste places that are again inhabited. That's the nation of Israel. Against a people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods and dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba, Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you, Have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty and to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take plunder? Now think about this. What God is saying is the allies of Israel are going to say, Now you stop that. You see, this has been the attitude of the globalists down through the decades. We think somehow our leadership, except the present leadership with President Trump, thinks you can go sit and drink tea with these people and uh, that you can get them to do whatever that civil people should do. Well, that's good when you're dealing with civil people, but when you're dealing with people who want to destroy you, you cannot think that way. And so the Bible says in verse 14, God told Ezekiel, Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, Thus says the Lord God, On that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north. Evil always comes from the north, according to the prophet Jeremiah. It's sinister. You and many peoples with you, all of them riding on your horses, a great company and mighty army. You will come up against my people like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land. In other words, God's going to let it happen so that the nations may know me that I am hallowed or set apart in you, O Gog before their eyes. Now, God's going to allow this to happen so he can win the battle. Isn't that amazing? God allows things to come into our lives so he can get glory. Now, this doesn't sound like the prosperity gospel where God's not going to let anything bad happen. Sometimes God records over and over again in the Bible where he does allow bad things to happen to good people. So he can be glorified in that and win a great victory. If we were never in trouble, God would never need to deliver us. And so when you have trials that come into your life and you have things that come against you, God is not doing that to punish you nor to punish me. We are his children. He loves us. But he does allow things to come into our lives, sometimes for chastisement, but sometimes, as in the case of Job, because he wants to do something in Job's life for his own glory. And we know that the end of what Job experienced was was he was far better off in the end than he was in the beginning, even losing all that he lost. And so God is doing the same thing. He is going to let these people, these nations, these armies come into the northern part of Israel, and he's going to destroy them there. And it is fascinating when we read at the end of chapter 38 and 39, how God wins this great victory for the nation of Israel. But let's identify who these people are. It's more than likely Russia. That is Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, Tubal, and prophesy against them. These are the nations north of the Black Sea and probably part of Ukraine. I think personally that either all or certainly the eastern part of Ukraine will be conquered by Russia. They will come in because that is part of the land that is mentioned here. In verse 5, you have Persia, Ethiopia, which included part of 
modern-day Sudan then, Libya. All of these are nations we know about. Gomer. Gomer would be what is Ukraine today, at least the part that would be in the eastern part of uh, Ukraine, Togarma. Uh, that would be Turkey, the part of Turkey, not all of it, but part of Turkey that would be the most eastern, which is the most radical today, that is closest to Syria. So you have all of these nations and even Libya from North Africa and, and Ethiopia from North Africa and Persia, which changed its name to Iran after World War One, And then you have these northern alliance of Turkey and those uh, Black Sea nations. What do all of these have in common? Islam. And Russia is teaming up with Iran, the Shia, and uh, with Erdogan, which uh, is Sunni. But even though all of these are natural enemies with each other, they come together to make war against Israel. And that is exactly what's happening now. For the first time in world history, the nations I just named you are all in alliance. And they have one thing in common, and that is to destroy the nation of Israel. So these are exciting times in which we're living. But in the next podcast, we're going to talk about God's great victory and what happens while we're on the way. This is Tony Chris. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.